Welcome back to the Chris versus Everybody podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about any and everything. Of course, I'll talk about music, sports, TV shows, movies, relationships, sex, and more. Go ahead and click the subscribe button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also check out my Patreon, Chris versus Everybody, at www.patreon.com slash Chris versus Everybody. And become a supporter as low as $5 a month. Your subscription gets you a variety of content, such as The Great Debaters, Crisscross Corner, Music Nights, Not Safe for Work Topics, and of course, this podcast, Chris vs. Everybody. All right, so look forward to listening to this podcast every Friday. Um, We're going to talk about something that is very important to the city of Detroit. It's our sports teams, Okay. Detroit sports teams are going through it right now. And I would like to say personally from a former season's ticket holder of the Detroit Pistons that the Detroit Pistons are straight trash. They stink. Currently, they are 29th in points per game. Ladies and gentlemen, there are 30 teams. And they're 29th in points per game. They're ninth in rebounds, which is good. So they can get the ball back after someone shoots the ball. They're 24th in field goals. They're 10th in assists. Okay? However... We started off the season two and one. Our first three games, two and one. Ladies and gentlemen, we haven't won a game since. We are two and twenty-one. And that's including the losses we had last year. So we're on like a like in the last few the last like fifty games, we've only won two. Two games. Ladies and gentlemen, our last division title which is the, I think it's the Central Division um, in the Eastern Conference. We, we, our last division title was 2008. And that was, that was when we went against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Our last world championship, of course, was the Golden to Work Pistons in 2004 with Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, you know, Rashid, and Tayshawn. That was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And for full disclosure, I used to be a Detroit Pistons season ticket holder. I had two seats on the drink rail, mezzanine, section M29, looking over the court, had the bar in the back. I had a strategically placed. We had the bar in the back. We had the Tyson chicken fingers next to us. And then we had on the other side, we had the, the classic pretzels and stuff and ice cream and everything. We had the piston shop right behind us as well. We, we had everything right there. All right. Once the game was over, we had the elevator right there as well. Take us down to the tunnel or the bridge, right over to the parking structure. It was a great hookup. It was a great experience as a Pistons fan to have the Pistons back in Detroit after being out in Auburn Hills for almost 30 years. Bringing them back down here was amazing for a Detroit resident. 
what Tom Gores, which who's the owner of the Detroit Pistons right now, what Tom Gores didn't tell us in 2017 when we moved back downtown is that oh we are going through a 45,000 year rebuild. Yes, I said 45,000. Because every chance we get, someone's injured. We got an old person. We got a fossil. We get someone who wants to play but doesn't want to play. Then we get a good coach. Then we get a good coach but bad team. Then we have a good team but bad coach. It's just It just never ends. It's never going to end with Detroit Pistons. But in case you're wondering, you're like, Chris, you're lying. They didn't win. They didn't lose 21 games in a row. Well, yes, they did. And I will list all those games right now. Now, so our first two games of the season at Charlotte, at Chicago, both wins. Okay? 2-0 to start the season. Then we go to Oklahoma City and lose by 12. 124 to 112. Then we go to Portland, lose 110 to 101. Travel to New Orleans, 125 to 116. Travel to Phoenix, 120 to 106. Warriors come to town, lose. Lost, crazy, 120 to 109. At the Bucks, 120 to 118. That was our closest loss, by the way, everybody. We lost by two. Then Philadelphia comes into town November 10th. We lose 114 to 106. At the Bulls, lose 119 to 108. Versus Atlanta, 126 to 120. At Cleveland, 108 to 100. At Toronto, 142 to 113. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, every season ticket holder should have got their money back. 142 to 113, it gets worse, guys. It gets worse. Then Denver, the world champion Denver Nuggets come into town. And we almost beat them. But we lost. 107 to 103. Then we traveled down to Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Lose 136-113 to 113 in a trash loss. Then Washington comes into town, you know, with their trash record as well. We, we can't even win against a trash team, 126-107. to 107. Then the Lakers come, LeBron James and AD come to town, 133-107. to 107. Then we go to New York City, Madison Square Garden, get our ass beat there, all right, 118-112. And then our December scores, which we have Cleveland lose to them, 110 to 101. The Grizzlies, without John Morant, losing 116 to 102. At the Magic, not even scoring 100 points, 123 to 91. Then we had two home games this last week against the Pacers on Monday, which we lost 131 to 123. And then we just faced. Um, Embiid and the 76ers, we lost 129 to 111. I'm scared to watch another Pistons game this year, y'all. I think their loss, I think their like aura is going to give off on me and I'm going to start losing in life. 
a piano might drop on me. You never know. These pistons suck. And I'm going to give you guys an exact date when I stopped going to Pistons games. We started losing, like, it was like four losses in a row. When it was just like blatant loss. We, we would be up by like 15 points in a game. And then Casey would take out Cade and Killian Hayes. And they would just come back. The other team would come back but and win by 25. At that point, I was like, you know what? I'm not ever coming to another game here until we get the right pieces and a good coach. And people can tell you, I've sold all, I sold all the rest of my tickets. I stopped going in December. I had, we still had January, February, March, and April. Four months left of games. And I still didn't go to one of those games. And looking back, I made a good choice because they're two and 21. We have suffered, Detroit. As Detroit sports fans, we have suffered enough. We moved to LCA, Little Caesars Arena, downtown Detroit, and the Red Wings start losing. The first year we went to LCA, the Red Wings have been in the playoffs, at least in the playoffs, for 25 years straight. We moved to a new arena, we can't make the playoffs? 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 You kidding me? Playoffs? For Pistons' sake, I just hope we can win a game. Jesus Christ! And then today, and then tomorrow, we have tomorrow. We're we're traveling to Philadelphia. Like that's going to be any different? Might as well put the tally in. Twenty-two losses. Two, two, and two. Two and twenty-two. I just had enough, man. So I talked about, and then the only good thing about the Tigers is that Jim Leland is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. We got rid of Miggy; uh, he's off our books. Thank God, he was stealing thirty-two million a year for the past five years. We're applauding him and praising him for scoring home runs, but but what does that do for the Tigers? What does that do for the city of Detroit? In the fucking dugout with a hockey stick, nigga, Mickey, you better you better get off the team. Then he's gonna spend his last year playing baseball in Venezuela. You you, you should have been down there five years ago. We could have had a good team, but we were paying your ass because you still wanted to play. And white people still pay to go see his ass. But that's my rant on the Tigers. The Lions, the Lions in Chicago last week on Sunday looked like straight trash. Offensive line can't do anything. Our defense is trash. Like, what's going on? Jerry Jacobs. Jerry Jacobs should be fired. He should be cut today. I could have caught a catch over Jerry Jacobs last Sunday and the week before and the week before that. He would have got mossed by me. Jerry Jacobs should have got mossed 
by me in Chicago because he got mossed by everybody else. DJ Moore cooked his ass. Okay. That was a terrible display of a football team for Detroit. And this Saturday, we're Saturday night football, so we're prime time. They got to tighten it up. If we win this game on Saturday, we're locked into the playoffs. If we lose this game, we're letting Minnesota and Green Bay catch up and possibly Chicago, which you also don't want that. Because I don't feel like traveling in the playoffs. If you keep winning out and hopefully San Francisco loses a game or two, we can get first place. We can get the first seed. This will be the first time Detroit has had a first seed in the history, in the Super Bowl era. It's crazy I say Super Bowl era because the Detroit Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. We have a chance this year to have all the teams who have never been to a Super Bowl to make the playoffs and make history. With the Detroit Lions being the only NFC team not to go to the Super Bowl. Carolina went to the Super Bowl before the Lions. And they're a new team. They went twice. Twice. On the AFC side, it would be Cleveland, um, Jacksonville, and Houston. Houston being the youngest team in the NFL. Um, became a team in 2002, I believe. If they, be, if they go to the Super Bowl before Detroit, I will not cheer for the Lions ever again. Until they go to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> but yeah, that was my sports rant this year. Uh, not this year, but today. Um, Detroit's just playing with my emotions, man. The, the Lions are playing with my emotions. Every time I think they're going to win a game. Like this, the Chicago game should have been a gimme. I was relaxed on Sunday. Like, yeah, this is going to be a good win. But no. But no, Jerry Jacobs had to be on defense that day. And then you have Aaron Glenn coming to his defense. Jerry's not a guy that we're throwing away. He's done good things for us. I don't care if he's done good things for you. He's letting people score touchdowns on his ass. They're playing to anybody offense. Put anybody on him. We're going to score. That's basically what it is. Watch Russell Wilson Pick apart Jerry Jacobs this weekend. Just watch number 23 on defense, the corner of the Detroit Lions, Jerry Jacobs. He's going to throw his way the entire time, if he ever has to throw far. He's going to throw it over his ass, and they're going to score on him. And if you're listening, Jerry Jacobs, if you do pick off Russell Wilson's uh, throws and passes, good for you because that's what you're supposed to do. And don't think I forgot about you, offensive line. I don't care if you have two people gone, three people out of the roster and injured. You have to do your job. Jared Goff is a quarterback that needs time to throw the ball. All of your plays are based on a timed run. That's what you practice. That means if you have to get if he has to get the ball out quick because you let people come through and hit him, we're not going to get our catches. If you get him sacked, we have to Throw it farther. We have to get more yards. Jared Goff got sacked six times. 
on Sunday. Unacceptable. And then we have Coach Dan Campbell saying that the Detroit Lions lacked discipline. Yes, they did. I thought they could just go into Chicago and beat the Bears. Not going to happen. You can't just expect to win every game. All right? In sports, there is a rule. Winning is hard. I don't care if you're facing the easiest team in the league. Winning is hard. You have to work hard for a win. You can't just expect to just walk into a stadium and win a football game. That's what they did on Sunday last week. And because of Jerry Jacobs and the offensive line of the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions lost 13-28 to in an upset. That was an upset. Detroit was supposed to – Detroit was favored to win that game. And they lost by – what was that? I can't even add. They lost by 15 points. So, yeah, the Detroit Pistons, 21 losses, about to be 22 tomorrow night. Uh, the Tigers, they're in the hole. They're not going to get any good players because they just paid uh, Miggy $32 million. And Jim Leland is going into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations, finally. Um, Red Wings have nothing bad to say about you guys. You guys are doing really good right now. Keep that streak going. Keep winning. Prayers up for uh, for Dylan Larkin, who got injured a few days ago. And the Detroit Lions. One more win, y'all. One more win. If we get 10 wins, it's a lock for the playoffs. Then you have to beat Minnesota at least once to lock the division. Okay, you can do it. You can do it. All right. I want to talk about weed smokers real quick. If you smoke weed, you stink. I can't put it any more plain. If you smoke marijuana, you, sir, you, ma'am, smell. Very bad. To the point where I have to say, that's not me. That was the idiot who came in here smelling like weed. Because I don't smoke weed. And I'm tired of my DoorDash orders smelling like weed. If you're, if you're literally delivering food for somebody in your car, you don't smoke in the car. That's delivery driver 101. If you smoke, everything that's in your body goes into that smoke now. Now, whatever in your body is now on the food. And whatever you smoke, that smell is now on the food and, what's, and what it's packaged with. So I'm tired of opening up a sandwich, Taco Bell, um, groceries, smelling like weed. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, there's a time and place for everything. If you can't control yourself, you have an addiction. And that's not good. Smoke weed on your time outside of delivering DoorDash or delivering someone's groceries or someone's packages. Okay? Because that's that stuff's not, that's, it doesn't smell good at all. So the Republican debate was interesting, to say the least. So Vivek Ramaswamy, um, 
came ready with a lot of one-liners for his rivals. Like it was uh, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. Um, Ramaswamy went down the list of everybody. So Chris Christie was an advisor to Trump. He was on Trump's council when he was president. Uh, Nikki Haley was Trump's UN ambassador. And Ron DeSantis was a huge, huge uprising, um, upcoming, not uprising, upcoming uh, governor candidate in Florida and got a lot of support from Donald Trump. So that's why he got elected in Florida back in, think I think it was 2019 or 2020, one of those years. Um, DeSantis, because he was supported by Trump to get the vote to be governor and everybody, a lot of people voted for him. He didn't want to say anything against Trump. But the sad part about Ron DeSantis is that you're going against Donald Trump for the primary candidate for the GOP. And right now he's beating you by a wide margin. Right. He's also the most extreme uh, out of all four candidates. Um, he's he's far right. All right. He's he's a far right candidate. Not as far right as Trump. Okay. Trump is like way to the right, and DeSantis is like like he's way over there too, but he's not as bad as Trump. Okay. Um, Ramaswamy got exposed during that debate, in my opinion. He got exposed to the fact that, yeah, you have ideas, but you don't have any political experience. He's the only one on that on that uh, debate stage without any political experience, and it showed. Um, he also attacked everybody, uh, specifically Nikki Haley, um, because she had, she came back with a lot of facts. She came back like she did this for South Carolina. She was the, um, governor of South Carolina. She did this for South Carolina. She was the UN ambassador. She actually seen these countries, how they work, you know, how to do the geopolitical tactics and that stuff. She knows how to work a country. She knows how to make deals. Vivek does not, and it showed. And guess who came to her rescue when she she did break down? She shut down because Vivek was being an asshole. And Chris Christie came in and was like Superman. He was, he was the Superman for the entire debate. Even the moderators couldn't stop what Vivek and Ron DeSantis were doing. But um, Chris Christie, in my opinion would be, quote-unquote, a savior to the GOP and the Republican Party because, or Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley could probably do it too. But Chris Christie that night was was the winner, in my opinion. Vivek was attacking everybody with no experience. Ron DeSantis was not trying to say anything bad about Trump while still trying to get the vote, which is stupid because you need the vote. So you got to talk against your can't your opponent 
Nikki Haley was being the politically politically correct person on the stage, which makes her a good candidate for president, but not as good as Chris Christie. But the only reason Chris Christie probably won't win the primary is because he's he's a moderate. He's a Republican moderate. He leans, he's in the middle. You have him, then you have Nikki Haley going right, Nikki Haley. Then you have far right, Ron DeSantis. And in the middle of Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley is Vivek. And then far, like all the way out to the parking lot outside, all the way out there right is Donald Trump. That's my political uh, spectrum. Um, but yeah, um, this this probably will go into Trump's um, Trump's hands come twenty twenty four. So, unless he gets convicted of the ninety one counts against him, which a lot of people, a lot of people think he should be convicted. Some people sh- says he shouldn't be convicted for that. Um, however it goes, I mean, if he gets convicted or not, he was still accused, allegedly accused. And, you know, if they have proof, he's, I mean, he's innocent until proven guilty. If he's proven guilty, lock him up. If he's not guilty, let him run for president and watch him win too. Cause if he's not convicted, he will win. I w- I like to say like every um every Republican debate that's happened <laughs> for the past like three months was the debate was the uh, race for vice president <laughs> because no no person on that stage is going to be president of the of the United States if Trump is still in the race none of them you can you 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 might think so but it's not going to happen you might pray that a miracle might happen. But if Trump is still in the race, he's going to win. He's going to win the Republican primary. And looking at how the political temperature is right now in the country, he might win the presidency again. The first president since Grover Cleveland to serve two non-consecutive terms as president. Uh, See you guys next time on Chris versus Everybody.